Hello, and welcome to Eyes on Success, a weekly program covering a wide variety of topics of interest to people with vision loss. I'm Nancy Goodman Torpy. And I'm Pete Torpy. What drew me to chiropractic is I have the ability to be my own boss. You know, that was one thing when I first lost my vision, I really struggled to get a job, you know, and I had a college degree, I had all of this work experience, and I could not get a job. And um, I found that very frustrating. And so what I love about chiropractic is that I have the ability to be my own boss. So yes, I can work in somebody else's office, but I can also open my own practice and set things up the way I need them to be set up. And this is a great story about someone who overcame losing her vision in her mid-20s and decided that she was going to take on life, get the skills and training she needed to do what she wanted to do, and follow her dreams. We'll speak with Jackie Ouellette about how she coped with her vision loss, how she found a blind chiropractor to serve as a mentor, and how she went on to obtain a Doctor of Chiropractic degree. But first for our tip of the week. This week's tip comes from Jackie Willett. There are 15 chiropractic colleges in the country. And so, you know, my suggestion is if anyone is interested, you know, make an appointment with your local chiropractic college and get a tour of the school and speak with the administration and the professors and see if that's something that you want to go into. I think it's a great profession. I think um, it's a great profession for people who have no or limited sight because it is very hands-on. It's definitely doable. Support for Eyes on Success is provided by Ace Sight, wearable electronic eyeglasses that support visual ability for people who are low vision or blind with visual acuity of 2600 or better. More information about the Ace Sight family is online at acesight.com. You are listening to Eyes on Success. Success, 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 success. Let's start by meeting Jackie and learning about how she first got interested in becoming a chiropractor. My name is Jacqueline Willette. I um, have recently graduated from the chiropractic program at Cleveland University, Kansas City in Overland Park, Kansas. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I am totally blind. And what stimulated your interest in chiropractic? Well, I actually didn't know a whole lot about chiropractic, um, you know, when I lost my vision originally in 2009. And that was obviously a huge life-changing event. And I had to really figure out what am I going to do with the rest of my life? You know, um, my, my previous training and my previous career was in marketing and fashion merchandising. And, um, you know, then I was teaching English in Thailand. And after I lost my vision, I really needed to figure out what is my next step. And so um, after, you know, recovering from the multitude of surgeries that I had to have, I really started just noticing things in my own body, you know, using a cane really changed my gait, the way that I walked, the way that I moved throughout the world, I felt like was not as fluid as it once was. And so I started to have a lot of, 
you know, aches and pains and stiffness and um, chiropractors were sort of just like coming into my life on a personal level, you know? So I just almost felt like, okay, I need to maybe look into chiropractic because not as a career necessarily at that time, but I feel like the universe is trying to send me a signal here, you know? So I went to a chiropractor in Lawrence, Kansas, got my first adjustment and it was like, oh my goodness, all of a sudden I just felt like my body moved better. I had more range of motion in my body. I didn't feel as stiff, but I just felt great in my body, you know, which I hadn't experienced, you know, in a long time. So I just was like, oh my gosh, I have to learn all about chiropractic and what this is. And so um, I started just sort of Googling um, chiropractic colleges and lo and behold, there happened to be one 45 minutes from where I was living at the time. And I just called them and organized a visit to the school and to the campus. And they said, well, you know, we've never had a blind student before, you know, but we're willing to, you know, work with you and, um, you know, let's see how this goes. And so that's sort of how it started. Wow. And that was in 2014. You said you went blind rather suddenly. Did you have vision problems as a youth that led you to believe that someday you would go blind? Or was this totally a surprise? No, this was totally a surprise. I um, was diagnosed with uveitis um, at age seven, which um, is an autoimmune disease. And, um, you know, I was treated, of course, you know, back in the 80s. Nobody knew anything about what an autoimmune disease was. So I immediately was treated with um, topical steroid eye drops, which have their own side effects. Steroid eye drops cause cataracts, and they also cause glaucoma, both of which I developed. Wow. I guess you've had your fair share of surgeries. What a dramatic change all at once in life. Yes, it really, really was. Eyes on Success is made possible in part by our corporate partners. Underwriting pairs the impact of targeted marketing with the integrity of community goodwill. Learn more by sending an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. This week's focus topic is Jackie's path to becoming a chiropractor. So you mentioned that after this big change in your life of going blind, you decided you were going to become a chiropractor because of these various reasons. Did you get any training on how to be blind and how to use assistive products and all before you engaged in this new venture? Absolutely. So I lost my vision in April of 2009. And in May of 2011, I went out to the Colorado Center for the Blind to do my independent training program. And so there I learned my cane travel skills. I learned the voiceover technology. I am a Mac user. So, you know, the iPhone 3, I think, just came out at that time. And so that's where I learned how to use the voiceover on my iPhone, which I believe wow. was the very first iPhone that had voiceover. And and for me, being able to use my phone and to check my email and to surf the internet and to send a text message was life changing. You know, it really, because prior to that, I had a BlackBerry and I couldn't do anything after I lost my vision on my BlackBerry. Yeah, it's amazing how these technologies have become real enablers. I mean, Nancy often yeah. tells me that 
I was partially sighted as a kid until I went to graduate school, at which time I lost all my vision. And she tells me that, you know, it was kind of lucky that it was that late in life that I lost all my mm -hmm. vision because that's when the technologies started to become more accessible yes. and enabled me to access information and the tools I needed to have a professional career. Yes. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh. I mean, when I first met Pete, we were both turning 30 and he still had enough residual vision to use magnification. But when that started to get too bad and he had to switch to speech output, mm -hmm. you couldn't understand a word. And thank goodness, as he became more and more dependent on the speech output, the quality got better and better. Sure. No, there's a steep learning curve with the voiceover and the technology. But once you get it, it's just a huge door of independence. So you sound pretty optimistic and lighthearted about this now, but this must have been a difficult transition because you had to learn all these new skills in a rather quick period. Yes. When it first happened, of course, it was devastating for me, my family, you know, and it's interesting because I don't know that I had ever met someone with a visual impairment my entire life. And all of a sudden I'm thrown into this, you know, world and I didn't have any resources. And unfortunately, you know, eventually I did get hooked up with Vogue Rehab and, and they were not helpful at all. You know, I think that they said to me, well, just Google, you know, blind rehabilitation. And it's like, well, yes, <laughs> you know, we can, we can use Google, you know, but you as the expert, what do you suggest? So I did not have anybody tell, you know, there's no handbook when you lose your vision suddenly like that. Yes. It's a different journey for each of us, I think. Yes. My doctor's office actually said, well, now you qualify for, you know, books for the blind and dyslexic. And I was like, are you kidding? Like, this is a huge life changing event. You know, um, what do I do now? You know? Yeah, that's always been one of my pet peeves. I think ophthalmologists are particularly unhelpful when it comes to the special needs. They'll take the right. pressure in your eyes, they'll remove your cataracts. But as far as what can help you get through the daily chores and tasks of life. They don't know anything about that. And they often don't know where to refer you. Exactly. 100%. Yes. I consider myself kind of fortunate being labeled blind as a youth because at least mm -hmm. before I lost most of my vision, I was plugged into a lot of these resources and services. Mm-hmm. So now you found yourself newly blind and you want to go to chiropractic school and how did that go? It sounds like there must have been some resistance or some skepticism. Yes. I mean, this was years later. I mean, I lost my vision in 2009 um, and I didn't start considering going back to school until 2014. So I had um, obviously gotten my independence training. My blindness skills were much better and I was ready to start my next step. And so... Yeah, I think that definitely when I originally started, there was some resistance. I'm sure a lot of teachers were thinking like, what, how am I supposed to teach, you know, chemistry to this blind girl or, you know, how am I supposed to do X, Y, and Z? So, you know, I had to take a year of prerequisites prior to starting the DC program, the doctor of chiropractic program. And I had zero accommodations. The accommodations that I was getting at that point was 
I was getting puffy paint versions of PowerPoint presentations. Oh, wow. wow. That's awful. Yeah. So these prerequisite courses, did you take those at the chiropractic college or somewhere else? I did. I took them at the chiropractic college. I had to take seven prerequisites. Um, I had to take physics, biology, anatomy and physiology, general chemistry one and two, organic chemistry and psychology. It was very, um, especially the chemistry classes, they used um, Pearson software for our homework, which was completely inaccessible. So I had to actually put ads out on Craigslist, hiring, you know, people who could literally press the buttons on the computer so that I could get this homework done. It was horrible. It was awful. And when I got the phone call that I had been accepted into the doctor of chiropractic program, I said, well, I am not going to continue at your school unless you have better accessibility in place, because this has been an absolute nightmare. How did they react to that? I think that they were surprised because I think a lot of times, unfortunately, there is a mindset of, well, you should be happy that we're even willing to work with you. And um, I think that they were a little taken aback. We, I definitely had been vocal throughout my prereqs for sure. So I think everybody knew that this was not ideal and something needed to change. And so to their credit, they hired um, a technology accessibility uh, person who started when I started my first trimester at school. And he was absolutely phenomenal. He made sure that all of my um, PowerPoint presentations and all of my electronic material was in an accessible format. They purchased a machine that allowed them to create these tactile diagrams with this like puffy paper. It was really cool. And he was able to label the diagrams with um, braille labels. And then I had a corresponding print version so that if I was studying with somebody who was sighted, I could say, okay, here is the print version of this tactile diagram. Let's go over this. And it really made such a difference. It made such a difference. Wow. It sounds like once you raised the flag, they were very accommodating. Yes. Yes, they were. Yeah. Well, it just goes to show you, we have to stand up for ourselves sometimes and be a little bit proactive. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And it helps to be organized. <laughs> well, that's for sure. Yeah. But, you know, that's a valuable skill. I mean, I always think of that myself. You know, I have to remember where I place things when exactly. I'm writing up technical things. I have to think about what was in the next page and all. But that's a good skill in general. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And I was able to, I took all of my um, exams in a private room on the Apple iPad with voiceover. And that worked. That worked. Prior to that, I had a human non-science reader, which was horrible. And, you know, <laughs> sometimes in my physics or chemistry exams, I would be there six to eight hours taking an exam. Wow. Because it just was, yeah. So, so there were a lot of positive changes when I started the chiropractic program in May of 2016. And um, I'm hoping that somebody comes after me and the school doesn't lose all of the knowledge that I've taught them over right. the years. <laughs> right. 
I understand there are a lot of blind massage therapists, but maybe not so many blind chiropractors. Yeah, you know, there's a handful. And prior to contacting Cleveland, I did several Google searches and I found some blind chiropractors who were actually practicing and I reached out to several and I actually had an opportunity. I found um, Dr. Dwayne Hutzbach in Virginia, who has been practicing there for over 20 years. And it was about an hour maybe from my parents' house. And he was so gracious. He had me come in. I met with him. I was able to pick his brain. I actually went back and shadowed him in his office a couple times throughout my program. I take it he was blind also. He was. Yep. He was blind. Um you know, I think he had visual impairments from birth and um, had been practicing for over 20 years. So it was great to be able to reach out to him throughout my program and say, hey, I'm having trouble with this. You know, what what do you suggest? And of course, he would always say, gosh, when I went to school, we used books, not PowerPoints. <laughs> so his experience was a little bit different, but um, it, he was a great resource to have. Oh, that was great that you found somebody you could have as a mentor. Yes, yes. For sure. Definitely gave me inspiration when, you know, I was fighting those uphill battles sometimes. Right. So this may be a moot point, but when you got into the hands-on training of doing the adjustments and doing the physical exams on patients, how did that go? Did you run into pushback from the faculty on that or did they understand that that shouldn't be a problem? Yeah, no, I mean, I, in my hands-on classes, I really had amazing instructors. Um, I would always ask to be used as the model, you know, so that I could feel as the patient, you know, what is this supposed to feel like? And um, the thing that I actually had trouble with is, you know, as chiropractors, we have to move in a way that protects our body, you know, when we're, when we're working with a lot of patients. And so, when I was learning the different techniques, my biggest challenge was it was never 100% clear how I was supposed to hold my body. So that took a little extra effort for sure. But my professors were always willing to, you know, work with me and, and my classmates were willing to give me feedback and, and give me tips and stuff like that. So. so people were pretty supportive, it sounds like. Yes, yes. And that was a clever accommodation, though, to put yourself in the position of being the patient so you can feel what needed to be done to the patient. But as you said, you weren't seeing what the doctor themselves was doing and their positions in terms of protecting yourself. So sounds like you worked it out, though. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. You said that you recently graduated from the program. I assume there is a big licensing exam. Have you taken that yet? Yeah, so my official graduation was April 24th of 2020, and unfortunately with COVID, um, that got postponed to a later date, so we'll see if, if that actually happens. Um, and then I was supposed to take my last national board exam in March, but six days before the exam, we got notified that that was also being canceled. And so it finally got rescheduled. I finally retook it July 18th. And I have to wait six weeks for uh, the results to come back. 
and then I can apply for licensure. <laughs> so I've been sort of in limbo, you know, the last several wow. months. How frustrating. It is, it, you know, and we had a little bit of a Zoom graduation, which quite honestly was kind of anticlimactic, you know, all, all right. the years, all the hard work and, you know, we have this Zoom graduation. So I'm looking forward to the real one. Have you been able to line up a job given that you can't get your final license yet? No, I have decided that, you know, I'm really not going to make any career moves until I have my license in hand. Uh So I'm just taking this time to, um, you know, I actually did a pediatric chiropractic seminar this weekend and I'm just continuing to learn. And, and, you know, after five years of nonstop work, it's been nice to quite frankly, have a little bit of a break. (laughs) (laughs) I'll bet. Well, after all of those frustrations based on the pandemic, it's nice you found some positive effect. Yes, yes. From your experience being a student and seeing all these practices being done, what do you think might be the most challenging part of being a chiropractor for a blind person? You know, it's interesting. I chose chiropractic and I wanted to choose a a profession where I didn't have to be on a computer for eight hours a day. You know, I just did not want to do that. That was not something that I wanted to wake up for every morning. And interestingly enough, I've spent the last five years, you know, glued to my device, you know, listening to voiceover for 14 hours a day sometimes, you know. So I think that that is the most challenging, getting through school, getting through, um, you know, all of the exams, all the national boards, we take five national board exams with chiropractic. Wow. The program is very rigorous. I mean, some, some trimesters I was taking 12 classes and that's with lab components. You know, we have sometimes six, seven exams in a week, you know, and as a blind student, you just have to work harder than everybody else. That's just it. You know, people, would say to me like, oh, you know, what do you do for fun? And while I'm in school, if I went to Starbucks, that was fun. (laughs) That was my my, like big reward, you know, going to Starbucks. And you probably were doing a homework in the corner with your latte. Exactly, exactly. We just, you know, pick up the drink, go back, study more, you know, just fuel yourself for a night of studying. I mean, I just think that the rigor of the program is the most challenging. I mean, you really need to be very organized. You need to have a support system. The biggest challenge for me too was not having consistent support. You know, I don't know that I mentioned this, but my father was a phenomenal support system for me when I first started, you know, he was my favorite study buddy and, um, he was able to fly out to Kansas from Virginia for several weeks at a time. And, you know, just really helped me organize all the papers that you get from a graduate program. And, you know, he helped me go over the material. And, you know, he really was learning the material along with me. And unfortunately, he very suddenly passed away. um, After my third trimester, he suddenly passed away. And, And so all of a sudden, I was scrambling to try to find someone to replace him, which obviously he's irreplaceable. Oh, and how sad he didn't see you go through the final goalpost. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he knows, you know, I feel like he knows that I made it and that I was successful. I I definitely feel like he's watching over me for sure. 
So you've interned with a practicing chiropractor who is blind, and I'm wondering if there are any challenges in an actual office practice that you ran into or witnessed. Yeah, so I was able to shadow um, Dr. Hutzbach, and you know, I've definitely gotten some ideas of this is what I want to do, this is what I don't want to do, and I think that it's a preference. You know, I think everybody has their preference of how they want their office to look and flow. And um, I think a challenge is being able to, you know, partner with a great radiologist. You know, if I decide that I'm going to take X-rays in my office, you know, I'm going to have my CA, which is a chiropractic assistant. I'm going to have them take the x-rays. I'm going to send out the x-rays to a radiologist. When it comes back, I'm going to be able to read a radiology report. So, you know, that's something to consider. You know, do I want to offer x-ray in my office? You know, and I think just finding employees who are going to be able to verbally communicate, who you feel like you're going to be able to trust. You know, I think that someone who is blind and especially as a business owner or a chiropractor, you know, you really need to surround yourself with employees that you can depend on and that you can trust. Oh, that goes for everybody. Mm -hmm. Well, I thank you for that insight into becoming a chiropractor. You'll have to check back with us or we'll have to check back with you in a year or so after you have established practice and see what it's really like. Yeah, that would be great. I would love that. You are listening to Eyes on Success. Success, 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 success. Now for this week's final item, how to learn more about becoming a chiropractor and how to contact Jackie Willette directly. So if anybody is interested in following a similar path to yours, how would they connect with you? Yeah, so I can definitely give my email address. And if anyone is interested in becoming a chiropractor, um, I would love to just, you know, share some insight that I've gotten. I can be reached by email at J-A-X-O-U-E-L-L-E-T at AOL.com. Are there any other useful resources for learning what chiropractic is all about or where would you send people to learn more? Yeah, I mean, there are 15 chiropractic colleges in the country. And so, you know, my suggestion is if anyone is interested, you know, make an appointment with your local chiropractic college and get a tour of the school and, um, you know, speak with the administration and the professors and see if that's something that you want to go into. I think it's a great profession. I think um, it's a great profession for people, you know, who have no or limited sight because it is very hands-on. It's definitely doable. If I can do it, anybody else can do it for sure. And you've seen it work in practice with no vision. Yes. Yep. So there's an existence proof. Yep. And the easiest way to find one of those chiropractic colleges that Jackie mentioned is to go to the website of the Association of Chiropractic Colleges, which is at www.chiroccolleges.org, chirocolleges.org. 
And of course, as usual, all of that contact information can be found in the show notes associated with this episode at www.eyesonsuccess.net. That's it for show number 2042. Next week on Eyes on Success, we'll be talking about using Zoom with a screen reader. Zoom has become one of the more popular video conferencing services for enabling people to do their jobs from home, connect with friends and family, attend performance and conferences, and much more. And Jackie just talked about having a graduation ceremony via Zoom. We'll talk with Heather Thomas of the Carroll Center about her new book that describes how Zoom can be used with a screen reader. And if you're just itching to start using Zoom or want to learn a little bit more about it, catch us next week for that episode. You've been listening to Eyes on Success, hosted and produced by Nancy Goodman Torpy and Peter Torpy, and distributed by WXXI Reach Out Radio. You can access the full archive of previous shows, subscribe to the podcast, and much more by going to our website, www.eyesonsuccess.net. If you have questions about anything you've heard on the show or have suggestions for future shows, send an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. Thank you for listening and have a nice day.